Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Thursday, the 7th of October, 2021. Trust wherever you are in the world, you're enjoying a highly, highly productive week. And in today's episode, topic of today is becoming a world-class communicator. Now, if there's one thing that leaders have to get really, really good at, uh, and I would say world-class at, is becoming a great communicator, both in the written form, but also in the verbal form as well, and all things in between. One thing I've, I've noticed a lot with uh, a lot of leaders, unfortunately, is they might be very, very knowledgeable on certain topics. In fact, they might be subject matter experts in their particular industry or in their particular niche, but uh, their ability to communicate is not where it needs to be, and unfortunately, their level of impact and influence, therefore, is somewhat impacted by their inability to create uh, useful messages that really resonate with the people that they're trying to influence and therefore their ability to communicate is not necessarily where it needs to be. Uh, and so there's look, there's, there's a lot of different elements to this that I won't have time to cover off in, in one episode, but suffice to say is uh, to be great communicators, you've got to know your topic and you've got to be able to articulate your message and in a way that resonates with the audience and being able to adapt your style to resonate with that particular audience that's in front of you. So being able to not only know your topic and be able to uh, put that into a framework to be able to communicate effectively so that the message resonates with that audience is certainly a key element. But there's an element I want to talk about today, and I've just come off a really short workshop with an organization, a great organization I've been working with for a while now, that we were talking about improving and enhancing communication skills. And, And these guys were a bunch of leaders that uh, for all intents and purposes, very, very knowledgeable. In fact, I would consider them to be experts in their industry and they're the go-to people for, uh, for the services that they provide to the industry. And for them to want to sit through and embrace an improvement session on communication skills says a lot for not only the culture of that organization, but the I guess the veracity of learning that each of the members within the team want to uphold in terms of getting better and always recognizing they can get to another level. Now, within this group, and I'll be honest, there are some phenomenal communicators within this group, and today was no exception because it was a very highly interactive conversation, Uh, but we honed in on two key areas, which I think uh, they suggested is an area that they wanted to continue to fine-tune, and I think it's two areas that I think most of us, as leaders in particular, can continue to work on, and that is active listening, and the power of asking great questions. Now, it might sound really obvious, and you might be sitting there thinking, oh my God, just I'm a great listener. What do I need to listen to this for? Well, you might think you're a great listener, but how good are you at listening? Because here's the thing, the key to great communication is being able to actively listen. Uh, because what happens is there's a, there's a gap between often what people are saying and what you are Hearing. Now, hearing is a physical skill. Listening, though, is a skill set that can be developed through practice. So if you think about this, when somebody has a conversation or whether you, when you watch a movie or when you listen to a song or listen to a story, how much of that story do you actually retain and how much are you interpreting or filling in the gaps based on certain trigger words or keywords 
that you are listening for. And so often a conversation will be having and one person is actually talking, the other person is listening, but there's this massive gap between what one person says and what the other person hears. And so we're missing out on a huge amount of information. There's a lot of research and science behind this. But suffice to say, if we can build our muscle around active listening, we can close that gap and become a much better communicator, uh, increase our level of influence through listening more, uh, more acutely, more actively. And therefore, when it comes to targeting information or targeting the communication with that particular person or that audience, all of a sudden it is more congruent, more consistent because there's less of a gap between what they are saying and what we are hearing. So we did, we did a little quiz and I asked them a number of questions and I just want to read some of these questions and think about for yourself what the answers to these would be. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'll just, I'll just do three or four of them. Uh, and it was an active listening test and even these guys who I consider to be at the top of their game, uh, many of them found it quite challenging to actually get the answer to these questions. And it is a skill set based on actively listening to what's in front of you and then processing that information and coming up with an answer accordingly. Because what we tend to do as humans is we will distort, we will discard, and we will generalize a lot of the information that we actually listen to every single day. And we're doing this every moment of every single day. Now, whether it's having a conversation with your spouse, your team, your partner, uh, your kids, uh, anybody else, we are only listening to a small percentage of what is actually being said. So here's, here's a few questions that I asked the team. The first question was, how many animals of each species did Moses take on the ark? Now, interestingly, the majority of the team almost instantaneously went to two. But the, the real answer is, well, none of them, because it wasn't Moses that created the ark. It was Noah that created the ark. And so many people just listen to ark and species and forget or neglect the Moses uh, reference and put in two as the answer. Second question I asked was, if you were alone in a deserted house at night and there was a lamp, a fireplace and a candle and you only had a match, which would you light first? Now, many people said, well, I'd probably light the candle so I can then use that to light the fireplace or maybe I'll light the lamp. But in actual fact, the first thing you've got to light is the match. So the match is the correct answer. The third question I asked was, divide 30 by a half and add 10. Now with this question, most people came up with the answers of 25. Uh, there was only one, I think, in the group who happened to be a very astute and I consider to be a great listener, came up with the real answer, which is 70. Because when we hear divide 30 by a half, our brain instantly thinks, oh, Divide it by half, 30 of, uh, half of 30 is 15, add 10 is 25, when in fact, divide 30 by a half is divide 30 by 0.5, which means we double 30 to make 60 and add 10 that gives us 70. And the final question I asked was, take two apples from three apples and what do you have? And many people said one. and said, no, no, take two apples from three apples and what do you have? We end up having two apples. So it's an active, active listening exercise and it just goes to show that even the most astute individuals, the most uh, credentialed individuals still had some challenges when it came to active listening because you've got to listen to all the information and process that information to try and find out what the correct answer to that particular question is. And so if we do that for a quiz like this, what are we doing for everyday conversation, particularly business conversations? So I asked the question of the team, I'll ask you as well, is when you're having a conversation with your team, with your team members, uh, either individually or collectively, how much information are you interpreting? How much information are you taking 
and not listening to bits and pieces and then forming an answer based on the information that you do here because chances are there'll be lots of information that we are missing out on therefore we're not necessarily giving the appropriate answer based on not hearing all of the information that we needed to hear and so it led on to this conversation where and I've shared this about on the podcast before and it's, it bears uh, sharing again because it's such an important element when it comes to listening that essentially there are four different types of listening or four different levels of listening that we are all on at some stage throughout the day or indeed through a specific conversation you're having with somebody. Now, depending on where you are, that will obviously determine the amount of information you're taking in and therefore determine your ability to communicate a message effectively or being able to respond to what's being spoken to you about in a more effective way. So the four levels of listening starts at level number one, which is when we're pretending to listen. And this, this, this is the lowest form of listening. And you'll probably experience this where you're having a conversation with somebody and for all intents and purposes, they're giving you every indication that they are listening to you. They are giving you facial expressions. They might be giving you great eye contact. They might even be nodding their head and saying, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, as if to say, yeah, I'm listening to everything you're saying. But then something will be said and they'll just say, oh, what was that? And they've just indicated that they haven't been listening to a word that you have said. They've been given every indication they have, but they haven't been listening to anything. So it's, it's categorized as the lowest form of listening. Now, it can be quite judgmental, can be quite discriminating. And from a respect point of view, it doesn't give you due respect in terms of the person you're having a conversation with if the other person is not listening because they're pretending. So it's not where we want to be. The second level of listening, which is slightly better but still no good, is where we're listening to confirm. And this and this happens a lot. And this is where you're going to have certain perceptions, certain biases, certain beliefs about an individual. So when you're listening to them, you have a certain belief about this particular person. So what you're listening for is evidence and indications and little triggers and little keywords to support your thesis or your belief about this particular person, which you hope is true. So everything else they talk about, you're discarding and not actually listening for, which means how much information are you actually missing from what they're actually saying, simply because you're listening to confirm what you already believe to be true about this particular individual. Again, very, very low form of listening, and both of those, level one and level two, are quite subjective forms of listening, and certainly not in the makeup of great communicators. Where we want to move to is level three and level four. Now, level four is pretty difficult to get to and stay at, but level four is, I guess, the utopia. If you can spend time on level three, which is more objective, where you're starting to be more selective and more specific, and this, in terms of this, what I'm talking about here is you're listening for keywords. So you're listening specifically for keywords that the other person is actually sharing, and then you're taking that keyword and wrapping up a sentence or maybe another question to then go back to that individual and paraphrase or check for understanding with that particular uh, person based on what they've just said. Now, if you do this well, and this is not parroting back, so you're not going to repeat everything they say, but you're listening for keywords and putting it in your own language that goes back to them to seek understanding of what they've just said, you've actually understood, and has, uh, has there been a connection there? And now, if you do this well, then what people are going to be starting to resonate with you is, wow, he's actually or she's actually listening to everything I'm saying. Not only does are they hearing me, they're listening to me, they get me, they understand me, what happens then is the in the eyes of that person, your level of esteem in their eyes goes up, the profile goes up, the level of respect that people have for you goes up, and often the level of trust that people have in you goes up simply because you've been listening for keywords and you've gone back to them to paraphrase to check for understanding. So all of a sudden, you're minimizing the gap between what they said 
and what you actually heard. When that happens, that's when rapport really kicks in. Amazing things start to happen. That's where you take your communication to an entirely new level. That's the level level number three. Level number four is where we're listening to learn, and you're listening on the three planes of the physical, the mental, and the emotional plane. Now, it's very hard to get to, but it's also very hard to remain at. Now, if you can get there and have a conversation with somebody, and, and the way I describe this is you're with somebody having a conversation, and for the duration of that conversation, it feels as if there is no other person on the planet other than you two that is engaged in any sort of dialogue whatsoever. So any noise that's around you is completely incidental. You don't hear it because you're 100% present with that individual. Now, when you're with somebody who makes you feel like that, that everything you say, they're fully present to you, that is an amazing, amazing feeling. That's when you're listening to learn. Now, this is where you're non-judgmental and you're very, very compassionate. But we also need to understand that it's pretty difficult to get there and to stay there. And the reason for that is we've always got a conversation happening within our own head. Now, whether you hear voices that are your own or voices that are somebody else's, this is the challenge with being fully present with somebody because there's always something happening in your head, whether it be a to-do list, a reminder, something coming up on the weekend, whatever the case might be. So there's always, a, I guess, a bit of a barrier to your ability to get there and to stay there. So if you can get to level three and stay at level three on a regular basis, then you'll do yourself a great service in terms of taking your communication capabilities to an entirely new level. And if if every now and then you can get to level four where you are listening to learn, then that is utopia and kudos to you if you can do that. But the key thing uh, from a great communication point of view is making sure that you're checking in with a person who is having the conversation and paraphrasing. So this is the art of great listening uh, and being, being conscious of Whatever somebody's saying, am I actually filtering that through my own, I guess, my own beliefs, my own values, and any other filters that I want to add to that? So trying to remove that from the situation is a, is a difficult thing for many people, but it's an art form that can be developed over time. And when we do that, we become master communicators. Because when you can, I think above everything else, if you ask most people in terms of what is the attribute of the people that are most dearest to them, what is that that makes it them that, that great person? I think many, many people share with you the fact that they are able to actively listen and they take a genuine interest in the individual, which is a, which is a phenomenal skill to have. And that's why, as sales leaders in particular, we need to get better and better at that. And if you want to become a world-class communicator, we have to become a world-class active listener. And so as we wrap up this particular episode, uh, no episode around listening skills would be complete without also touching on the power of questioning skills as well. And... We spent a bit of time on this with the team this morning and one of the things that most people are really good at is asking really good closed-based questions. We're not that great, certainly as leaders in particular, based on my experience and hey, my hands are in the air in terms of my own lack of uh, capability over a long period of time around this and I'm still working on this as we speak. Getting better and better at asking open-ended questions because when we do that and then we actively listen, we tend to get a lot more information that we can utilize to help people to move move things forward and in a lot of cases, remove a lot of barriers. So I shared with the team a little technique around questioning that has three key components and it's an acronym called TED, T-E-D. So if you're watching TED Talks, you would have known about technology education and design, but in the questioning world, TED stands for Tell, Explain, Describe. Now, the, the great thing about TED is it's very, very simple to use, but also very profound in terms of the type of information you can get out of people. Now, when you're asking open-ended questions, the whole purpose of that is to give the other person an invitation to share more information than they would normally share if you had have asked them a closed-based question, which, as I said, most of us are really, really expert at asking closed-based questions. But all of a sudden, 
by placing either the word tell, explain, or describe in front of any question, you turn that question into an open question, which is an invitation for them to share more information. Now, granted, you may actually have to probe a little bit more, get a bit more detail, and ask some follow-up questions, but just asking questions with either tell, explain, or describe in front of it can open up a lot more possibilities. So as an example, one of the common questions that most people ask on a Monday, straight after the weekend, is, G'day, how was your weekend? And most people say anything from fair to great, awesome. Very rarely do people actually go into a huge diatribe of what they did on a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday when they ask and answer the question, how was your weekend? However, if you put either tell, explain, or describe in front of that, all of a sudden the context of the question is different, and there's a higher probability that you're going to get more information out of that person rather than just a good, great, or whatever the case might be. So asking something like, hey, tell me what you got up to on the weekend, or explain what was the best part of your weekend? It's a different type of question, and in most cases, you will be rewarded with a better, higher quality answer. So if you want to improve your level of questioning skills, then take on the TED acronym and start putting either tell, explain, or describe in front of your questions and just see what happens in terms of the responses that you get. You just might be pleasantly surprise. Now, what I share with the team today, and I'll end end this podcast with this, is becoming a world-class communicator is not rocket science. And often it's simple as taking the fundamentals and doing those in an expert way over and over and over again. So you build a rhythm, build some consistency, and you build some uh, credibility with that. So becoming a world-class communicator, yes, we've got to be an active listener and we've got to ask great questions, but doing both of those is not rocket science. And it's something that most of us, certainly as leaders, we can continue to fine tune and get better at because even if we can improve our communication skills by five or 10%, that can make the world a difference in the world that we operate in. But I'm, I'm bigger than that. I want to make sure that we become world-class, world-class communicators. So really being active listeners, really being conscious of which level of listening we're sitting on and really being conscious of the type of questions that we ask and using the TED-based questions to really be curious about the information we're grabbing from people will help us along the way to becoming that world-class communicator. So I hope that message helps, hope that message resonates, and look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.